0: I also would like to welcome you and I'll begin by reading from Whispers from Eternity. This just happened to be the bookmark in our Whispers at Home and I looked at it and I thought, that's the one for today! (laughs) I baptize myself in the waters of my tears of love, through long winding pathways of self-doubt, fording mighty rivers that separated thee from me, trudging over endless wastes of barren lives, tossing dangerously on the rapids of many ambitions, arduously climbing steep mountain trails of desire, and carefully extricating myself from whirlpools of alternating sadness and hilarity, at last, I have reached my journey's end. I look upon all those past travails with joy. Every struggle, every past agony has produced a flowing spring of joyous, grateful tears. In the sacred waters of those tears, I baptize myself daily with deep love for thee. So this topic is one that applies to every single one of us. How do we face our tests? And uh, I was reading, there's an excellent chapter again in The Promise of Immortality. It's They're just for the s- first six months of the year, the readings that we do. But the one on Easter is very applicable to today's topic. And, uh, It was just very nice to read through because it's about divine tests and resurrection. And so reading through it, I just wanted to say that Swami Kriyananda, in writing this, he said, there are two essential conditions for knowing God. Willingness to face for his sake, God's sake, any test that comes. And two, the faith to accept it with love and courage, firm in the knowledge that all things pass, whereas God's love is ours forever. (coughs) And I just thought, you know, with this idea of how we face our tests, a big part of it lies with the heart. Certainly it's about energy. And uh, when, when Swami Kriyananda, uh, first introduced the uh, Superconscious Living idea, uh, program and the con- the pro- all the teachings that went with it. This was in 1979. But when he first introduced it, he gave this very interesting uh, diagram about what happens when we get hit by a test. And the diagram looks like this. Boom! The test happens! and our own energy at that point usually falls. Right at the point when we need more energy to face that test and to deal with it. And so it just, I've always remembered that, that uh, image because I thought that's the very place at which we uh, come to when we're looking at facing our tests. And it doesn't only depend on that moment in time when the test happens. A lot of it depends on how we live our lives every moment of of our lifetime. And uh, again, it's why when Master said, Yogananda said, the minutes are more important than the years, because we come back to that again and again of how will we face our tests? And really determined by how much energy we generate as we go along. And if we're very low in energy, then the tests that come are really overwhelming, pretty much no matter what they are. So how do we deal with that? Well, we have to be aware, and I love the reading on the quality of alertness because we have to be awake and ready all the time. And we just, you know, it's interesting because it's, a, it's a, not only a consciousness, but a way we live our lives that we just have to keep moving. And so when we come into a flow of energy, like living at Ananda, made me think about my first years here at Ananda, it's, it's a different consciousness. It's a different flow of energy. And it, take, it can take, depending on where each of us is when we come to, to come here, I'm thinking at the village, to, to adjust to what we need to do to up our energy, how we need to get in tune to be able to deal with that and to uh, understand how to live our lives in a flow of energy that is maybe more than what we're used to. But I was thinking, excuse me, about that when we do this, it's more a matter of our daily, again, our daily lives. And so when we look at how we live and how we face just daily things that come to us and whether we're using our energy in a way that allows us to keep moving forward and increasing the flow of energy that we have. And again, I thought, you know, it, it has a lot to do with the heart. Because the heart is the place where, you know, when I'm talking about this, you could think, well, the will, you know, I need to be able to will my energy and keep moving and all of that. But that's not enough. And it's not what will allow us to keep going. Because if you go about your spiritual life with only will, you hit dry periods, (laughs) you know, because there's no lubrication there. There's no love of the heart there, there's no joy there that allows you to keep moving forward in a way that is, and Swami Kriyananda said this, he said, how can you know if you're moving forward spiritually? You feel an expansion of awareness, an expansion of love, an expansion of the heart. And if that's not happening, then there's there, you need to take note and to really understand how to start living in a way where you're engaging your heart. And it's a softening of the heart that allows it to expand and open. Now, And, and it takes place all the way along the line. So I just was thinking about a couple of different examples that of how, how you use your energy to get in this flow of joy, get in this flow of love, get into a more dynamic flow of energy. And the alertness really brought that to mind quite a lot. I remember um, that many years ago, Swami Kriyananda was giving um, an interview, I think, in Stockton. And so three of us, were you there, Catherine? Yeah, three of us, jumped in the car here and drove down to Stockton and, uh, and we just thought, oh, this'll be fun. We'll go and we'll you know, hear Swami's interview and all of that. Well, the day turned out to be quite different from that in that when we arrived in Stockton, not soon after that, we were rear-ended big time, big impact of the car that we were in and it was like, Whoa! Now what? <laughs> and uh, and the car, I think, was totaled. I don't quite remember, but I, I think it probably was. But we hadn't even gotten to where Swami Kriyananda was giving this interview. And so somehow, I can't remember how, we contacted that group, Swami and the people with him, and, and somebody came and, and helped us. And I'll just tell you, now, we were and your body goes into shock when that happens. Nobody was seriously hurt. That was a good thing. But your body goes into this kind of frozen, mass energy and frozen uh, state. And so we, were, we went to the hospital. Swami said, yeah, you go to the hospital, get checked out. And, and so we did, you know, and I remember I, I was in there and nothing was happening. So I walked out and Swami looked at me and he said, go back in there because you know, he could tell I was, you know, in shock or whatever. Anyway, I went back and I remember sitting down in a chair and the nurse came by and said, you can't sit there, that's a nurse's chair. And I said, well, I'd move if I could get up, but I can't. <laughs> Not able to, you know. So anyway, they helped me and it all it all worked out. But then the very interesting thing that happened, and I've never forgotten this, is that we got in the car, another car, Swami had his car, and he said, let's go out to lunch. (laughs) And that's what we did. And I thought, wow, this is so mind-blowing. We were just in a fairly serious accident, but nobody was hurt, so it was okay. But he picked up on the energy, and he said, okay, And, and he didn't say any of this. He just said, let's go out to lunch. He could tell either the energy is going to sink or it will rise. And let me help to make that energy rise right now in this moment when you all are feeling, wow, we just got rear-ended, I feel terrible. So I remember walking (laughs) into this restaurant being helped by other people because my body, my legs were really stiff. You know, again, nothing hurt, but it was such a, An interesting juxtaposition but also use of energy. And many times that happened with Swami Kriyananda. And so you just realize energy is always, as it's said in the reading, either going up or down. It's moving up or down. And when things happen you need to be alert and take note and say, okay, What can I do here to keep the energy moving up even if I am dying? You know, just don't worry about it. It's only a body, you know, it's only a dream. And we've had millions of bodies. Remember, that's the reason I'm saying it's only a body. So (laughs) we've had millions of lifetimes. So, but in that moment, if we can remember God and remember to move up with the energy, then we gain tremendously. And that's what Swami Kriyananda said about that diagram. When you're hit with something if you can raise your energy in that moment, as quickly as you can do that, that's how much you grow spiritually. That's how much you gain spiritually from whatever's happened. And so, we have a lot of things happening right now in the world that are very interesting and apropos of this topic because people are being tested big time. Whether it's fire or flood or uh, whatever it might be, it's a huge time and it probably won't get better. It probably will be even more testing. But it's interesting to see the different reactions of people. And by and large, it hits people very, very hard, whatever disaster is happening and whatever uh, test comes to them. And uh, and it takes a long, long, long time to recover from any of that. And so again, we as devotees, as disciples, as Kriyabans, we have a choice to make in life and to be very aware of how we react to what happens to us, and to take it seriously, because it can determine what, what direction your life goes in the months and years and decades to come. Um, I was thinking also, again, about this story of Teresa of Avila. And I know the story's been told. I think uh, Jitendra might have even told it last week, but there's something about that story and Master told it frequently. So just Yogananda told it frequently. And I was remembering also that when we were here in the early years, uh, we were looking for any kind of inspiration uh, that would happen. We had Gyanamata's letters that we Xeroxed out of the old mag- SRF magazines because there was no book, God Alone. And so in those, she mentions the book. Uh, Saints That Moved the World. And we thought, wow, let's find that book. Well, it turns out the book was out of print, was done in 1946, it was super expensive. So, what do we do? We bought one and Xeroxed it. (laughs) Anyway, well, I mean, you know, we didn't have money to do it, so, you know, to buy the book. So anyway, but interestingly enough, there's five saints in that book. Saint Anthony of the Desert, 250 uh, AD, Um, Ignatius, no, not Ignatius, um, St. Augustine, uh, third one St. Francis of Assisi, fourth one St. Ignatius Loyola, and fifth one St. Teresa of Avila. Three of them are the ones that Master highlighted, and he said they're of our energy, of our path. They're not completely, but they're in our tradition. St. Anthony of the Desert, which, for many years, all that we had of Yogananda's voice was a really bad recording of Master speaking really strongly about Anthony of the desert, and how he had to fight off the demons. And that was the only inspiration that we had of Master's voice. Swami didn't like that recording because he said it doesn't, it doesn't uh, portray Master as he was. It was a moment in time when he was talking about an unusual thing, but, but he did tell that story of Saint Anthony fighting off the demons and the walls were going to collapse and he still hung on and Christ appeared. And Christ said to him, Anthony, I'm with you just the same. Because Anthony said, Lord, where have you been? Where have you been all these years? I've struggled and wanted you to come to me. And Jesus simply said, Anthony, I was always with you. I I was with you just the same. So, St. Anthony. And then St. Francis of Assisi. Master called him his patron saint. And when you go to Assisi, and some of us have had the chance to be there and live there, you just feel the joy of St. Francis. And uh, what did he go through? Many, many, many tests physical, mental, whatever. But, but the joy was there. And remember um, where he was writing the canticle of the creatures, Il Cantico, that he wrote that when he couldn't see and he could barely lift himself up. But that way he was so full of joy and, and wrote that canticle which Ramesha has sung before, and it's beautiful. And Swami put it to music when he was living in Assisi. So beautiful. But but Francis also did a number of things that are like uh, our own lives today. He created a third order. When there were only monks and nuns, it was a new thing. And he expanded the ability to understand that God is everywhere in everything. It was the first, the pictures painted of him with the birds, that was the first time a saint was painted in nature. And so that consciousness really went out. But when we lived there, I thought, our lives, our path, is like that. We're doing the same thing, it's just the version in the 2000s, you know. But, uh, but very much in that spirit of joy and, and expansion of awareness. And then the last one, Teresa of Avila, who I originally mentioned, she was quite the force. In the 1500s, she was a woman without, much, without any position in her monastery. And, uh, and she had to deal with the Inquisition, and she wanted to start a whole new way of the Carmelite order being functioned. <laughs> and so, But she managed to do all of that, so she was quite a force. But the reason I'm building up to this is that Teresa of, De Jesus, Teresa of Jesus, Teresa of Avila, um, had that thing happen. And just to put it in context, Teresa of Avila, at that point in her life that this event happened, was probably close to 80 years old. She had been traveling in a little cart on horses all over Spain, establishing monasteries for men, for women, but throughout her lifetime doing this. And then at the very end, she felt this need. She felt the voice of Jesus speaking to her and saying, Teresa, you need to go out one more time. And, and she wouldn't have done it otherwise. But it was the middle of winter, there were floods everywhere, all the rivers were huge, and she said, no, I, I need to do this. And it was her whole life, of course she had to do it. And so she went out with a small group of nuns, and they were going, I forget where it was, to, to establish yet one more convent for the nuns, and in a new place. And they came to one of the rivers that was really unsafe. (laughs) And so she looked at her companions and she said, I'll go first. (laughs) You wait here, I'll go first. And so she did, whether she was on a horse or in a little cart or whatever, she went out into this river and whatever it was, tipped over and dumped her into the water. And she then found herself not drowned and not leaving that body, but on the opposite bank. And so there she was, soaking wet, it's freezing cold, and she's on her way to do work for Jesus. And so Jesus appeared to her at that moment in time. (laughs) And she said, he said, Teresa, and she said, Lord, how could you do this to me? (laughs) Here I am on my way to to work for you. And he said, "Oh, Teresa, don't don't worry. This is how I treat all my friends." And then she said, "Oh, my lord, and that is why you have so few." <laughs> but but it's it's our life too. You see all of this, it's our life as well. And so that that love for God, that the heart, I just somehow I thought that's really Because that, there's another place, and I don't remember where right now, but where Swami Kriyananda describes, he said, if the heart's vibrations are light, if if the heart's energy is moving up and the vibrations are light, that flows up to the medulla and affects the ego, making it lighter. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, light heart, light ego, into the light. Anyway, but, but these things, they're very, um, they're very important. And, and for us, we know why these things happen. Other people, it's like, why did God do this to me? Or why did this happen? We know why. All tests are about working off karma. And so that's why Master said, he said, how do we need to face our tests? Pleasantly. And we need to... Um, uh, have them be, uh, he said, whatever comes of itself, let it come. But you face your tests pleasantly. Because that's how you work off the karma. If you react and energy goes down, you create more karma. But if in the moment of a test you can react positively or say yes, I will do this. (laughs) I will face it. And then even with more energy to uplift your energy, to feel joy in the moment. Those things are testing. But but to do that, that's how we become free. And, And along the way, and I'll close with this, the guru is vital to this happening. Otherwise, we would, you know, I've thought about my own life and thought, I haven't really had that much happen, you know, that was bad. But, you know, we went through a forest fire, we went through the legal suit, we went, you know, we went through a lot of, we've been through a lot of things here with Ananda, and I went through those. But uh, but what what Swami also says in this commentary is the guru is there to give you his grace, his energy and power to be able to do these things, but also he can act as a shield against the violent storms of delusion that may well knock us down. <laughs> the guru, but, but we have to keep attuning to the guru. We have to remember in that darkest time, om guru. In that darkest time, God, come be with me. Divine Mother, come. Because if we don't do that, our heart is closed. And so we have to open that. And that has to be the thing that we're saying all the time. Because then, when the big things come, you can say, yeah, let's go out to lunch. (laughs) Let's enjoy the energy and keep it moving up no matter what it may look like and to really take on the spiritual path in a way that will be liberating, freeing, and beautifully loving by God. Praise ye the Lord, all creatures, He who did make the mountains, He who did make the woods and fields, He. Who Who gave us gladness, praise him who fills our hearts with song, praise him who lifts their notes on high, there where earthly hopes belong. Praise ye the Lord, all creatures, he who did make the seasons, he who did make the hush of night. us laughter, praise him who taught our hearts to love, praise him and thank him, everyone, seek him in his light above, praise him who gave us laughter, praise him who taught our hearts to love, praise him and thank him, everyone, seek